welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bear podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season card holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. Well, we finished off the season with a deserved 36-21 win over Gloucester, but it wasn't enough to secure the final Champions Cup spot. Here are our thoughts on this final match and the atmosphere down at the gate. In this last episode of the season, we'll also review some of our highlights from the past year, give our thoughts on some of the departing players and take a look at the much depleted squad for next year. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and this week I'm joined by Lee, Miles and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, um, we're a bit bit late kicking off, Lee. We not, are not, too. Not, not only... Nothing to do with me. Not only on Sunday night, but we're, we're a week late. I don't think we've ever been a week late. I know, we've uh, we've taken some pelters this week, haven't we, about, um, you know, well, where's the pod on Monday morning? And uh, it just, it was one of those weeks, wasn't it, where I think collectively we all had something on uh, throughout the week. So it ended up being obviously our usual spot on a Sunday. It, it did, yeah. We did try our best to, uh, and because it's the end of season one, we wanted to make sure all four of us were here. Because yeah. uh, Miles was tied up with his the aristocracy at the, uh, the coronation <laughs> last weekend. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And... Uh, what was Pete doing? What was Pete doing? Oh, well, cricket season is now fully in a, is fully activated, boys. And uh, I think I had cricket on Tuesday. I had well softball Wednesday. <laughs> cricket again on Thursday. What? Cricket training Friday, Saturday. Well, I've been had been a weekend away. And uh, I just want to say, Miles, I haven't watched the coronation. I mean, you lot in the audience, you look so miserable, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's like a, a solemn occasion, but, you know, it's supposed to be celebration. I thought, do you think, boys, I just thought in the, the, the if you watched it, they, the audience was so miserable. I haven't watched it yet. Smile I a bit. I haven't watched a minute of it. Um, yeah, Miles didn't, uh, he, he didn't get there in the end, did he? No, no, absolutely. It, 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 he, had a, he had a calendar clash, didn't he, oh, apparently? All right then, chaps. And uh, Pete, you you were out on the the Russell at the weekend and yeah. uh, met met a certain ex there wow. late, late in the early hours of the morning. I did. Well, it wasn't the early hours. It was about eleven actually. So yeah, um, <laughs> it was. Yeah, I was on a. I have an annual golf thing with a group of lads. It's a competition. We call it like the Ryder Cup, and two rounds of golf Saturday Sunday in Bath this year. Stayed in the Premier Inn, City Centre Premier Inn. Went out for a few few scoops and bumped into old Dave Atwood in Good Revolution day. Bar. And uh, just shows you the level of clientele and revolution. Clearly nobody apart. I was the only person that recognised who he was in there. <laughs> so I went up to him and I, I had a chat with him and said, you know, we, we missed him this season and shame we, we, we needed his grunt. And, oh, uh, and, yeah, and as yeah. he was kind of walking away, I pulled him back again and said, and also, you know, no, anyway, but he was nice. <laughs> yeah, he was really nice for me. He had a quick chat and... Uh, I just passed on our regards to, as as a podcast to say you know hope is you know life after rugby goes well because he's obviously retired and, uh, and blah 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 and he was a really nice chap so uh, fair play to Dave but I took a picture of myself with him it makes me look about five foot one. Oh, I thought Dave was uh, stood on a box or something. no 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 he was stood up he was even stooping and he, he still looked twice my size brilliant yeah so yeah it was it was good so I was. Uh, I was down that down the uh, you know down the road, boys. But you know, played Bath Golf Club. Any golfers out there? It was a lovely, um, lovely golf club that, and uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. Mm, Excellent. Nice, nice. Well, let's uh, if we can remember that far back. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, the sixth of May, it was Coronation Day. Four o'clock kickoff uh, down at the gate, um, Lee. Um, 
I think it was, it, was, it was quite a jolly jolly atmosphere down there, wasn't there, with well, the music beforehand? And... You've mentioned twice now the fact that it was the coronation, but you didn't mention the real date. It was obviously my, 40, uh, my birthday. Yeah, f- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you what? So, uh, so, yeah, it was quite good. So we, uh, well, me, Miles and Pete met up uh, for, we, for we a did. couple of cheeky ones early, didn't we? Yeah, oh. yeah, it was and, nice um, on North Street, yeah. But even though it was, uh, what was it, just a week away, um, a week ago, it seems like it was ages oh, away. Goodness, it's, yeah. it's so, uh, it's, this week's gone so nuts. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it, actually going down to the ground, it, it was, um, I thought it was quite a good atmosphere. Oh. I thought people were up for it last game of the season, and obviously, you know, fighting for eighth place. Um and then I think at some point we saw the Saris team, didn't we? And thought, oh, okay, maybe, maybe not. Mm. But um, but I thought going into it, it it seemed to have that kind of end of season kind of atmosphere. Bizarrely, when we got in the ground, it, it felt slightly different to me. I don't know what you boys thought. Yeah, I think outside it was nice. Lots of cherry and white, wasn't there? Yeah, they yeah. they'd obviously brought down quite a few supporters, Miles. Um, and uh, we, uh, well, I had little. Uh, Pete, you joined, and mm-hmm. we saw the last little bit of uh, uh, whatever it was, Thrill Collins, the band beforehand. Mm. Yeah, yeah, nice little party uh, party atmosphere. Your thoughts of the atmosphere in the the ground then, Miles? Um, a little bit subdued, wasn't it? I mean, you know, the weather cleared up at lunchtime, didn't it? It looked like yeah. it was going to be a lovely running game of rugby, which subsequently turned out to be, uh, as you said, you know, Kickoff time, suited Gloucester fans travelling, little sing-song of God Save the King, didn't we, before the match? Very patriotic. Um, but yeah, but I think you're right. I think having seen the Sarri team sheet putting out their university squad against put them down the road, uh, I think we knew then, didn't we, that we not only needed the five points, but we needed something a lot more than that, really, to get over the line. Well, I think what we more should... could we get than five points, though? Well, well as in points, points uh, for, for them. Yes, yeah, of course. Points scored, yeah. sorry. But sorry. I do feel it's really important, right at this juncture, that we all we all say now on air mm. that none of us blame Saris for that. No. And no, you know what I mean? It's, no. they, they were fully entitled to do that. And as disappointing as it was, because I know you'll probably say to TC about you know, ruining the integrity of the league a little bit. But at the end of the day, they were in that position. And, you know, a lot of, you know, Bristol fans were blaming Saris. But at the end of the day, like we were in that position because of our own shortcomings throughout the whole season. So, you know, it it was just one of those things, wasn't it? It it was. I mean, one thing that that does get get to my goat a little bit Mm -hmm. is the people that bang on about, you know, Without promotion, there aren't meaningful games. Mm. But, you know, with the, the playoffs at the top of the league, equally that yeah. creates, you know, yeah. mis- mismatches yeah. like this. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we're never going to go back to, a, you know, whoever finishes top of the league wins the, uh, win- wins the championship because there's too much money involved now, mm. isn't it, with mm. semi-finals and a final. But uh, I think it, it was disappointing because, you know, we had that opportunity. I expected them to put a weakened team out. I didn't expect them to put yeah. uh, that weakened team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was looking through the names, and I think apart from Vinopola <laughs> at ten, I virtually didn't recognise any yeah. of the the others. No, no, no. no I mean, I'm if like... that let's go forward a few years, the relegations back. If that team had led to a relegation and the fi- you mm. know the financial implications that come with it. 
there would be probably more of a talking point, yeah. wouldn't it? Absolutely. So we're probably fair, well, fair enough. They had the right to, and it turns out, uh, we'll perhaps chat about that the top two teams in the league are actually in the final. But yeah, slightly disappointing, but um, I don't think Pat, he, he sort of said, well, I would do the same, didn't he, I think? Yeah. Mm. yeah, it did. Well, it's, it, it's, it's academic, really. Yeah. It, yeah. it did mean that we needed to not only win, get the five points, but we needed to score big. And uh, Pete, um, it certainly was uh, a good start uh, on the front foot for that first 15, 16 minutes or so and two good tries. Yeah, yeah, I thought we, we came out and we did... We, I think we discussed on the pod before that we wanted to see some sort of intent, didn't we? That we it had to be a positive end to the season. Yeah. And we knew that they'd advertised it with a bit of music, which we'll come on to later, but um, and about a summer social. And they'd sold obviously sold a lot of tickets. And obviously we know it was over 20,000. 20, um, so it was good to see the boys come out and play pretty well, to be honest. I think that's what we wanted. And, you know, obviously we had this in the background. We had the 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 eighth place Champions Cup qualification issue rumbling around. And actually in the first half, it was all good, wasn't it? Because uh, Saracens were beating Bath for a bit, yeah. weren't they? And we, we were looked at half-time. Yeah, at half-time. Yeah. We were yeah. looking tidy. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was enjoying myself, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, Newell Argo sneaked over, didn't he, from close yeah. range? And yeah. then Thacker, uh, you know, it seemed to be we were aiming for the corner, getting there, line out I mean, and uh, and scoring. There were hints of our normal stuff, though, because we did turn the ball over in there 22 a couple of times, yeah. didn't we? And, and let, yeah. let, let, off st- let off pressure, which is annoyingly what we've kind of done a lot this season and last season as well. Mm. So that, but it, it you know... It was still good fun, wasn't it? Yeah. And I mean, they, they were running the ball. And to be honest, on another day, I, quite often it looked like, Lee, they, they, they were getting men over. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think in that first half, they did score quite soon after our second try. I think, was it uh, Thornley that, uh, yeah. that, that that went over? But um, they, they didn't look any mugs in that first half. No, I mean, to be honest, it was one of those, we were 14 nil up at one point, but we all said, didn't we, at the time, that actually Gloucester, when they got the ball... Mm. You know, they, they looked lively, didn't yeah, they? And we yeah. got players like, you say, Fallen, you've got Harris made some good breaks through the middle, you've got Johnny May on the wing. You know, they're always going to be dangerous. But um, it was it, it was actually, I don't know if it, it kind of made me feel a little bit like the Premiership Cup when Pete said there was like, you know, not much on it. I know there was stuff on this game, but it kind of felt like that. It was like mm. both teams attacking. Mm. And, um, and we got the rubber to green, didn't we? Went into halftime. Uh, was it 17? 17 seven? Yeah. yeah. McGinty got a penalty, didn't he, after uh, Gloucester uh, scored? Yeah. Uh, so 17 seven. And I think at that point, if memory serves right, Sarries were, I think they were four points up against Bath. So yeah. uh, it was it was all looking good. Um, and, and then, then we lost Fitzharding, didn't we, just before half time as well? Lost Fitzharding. Bradbury came on. And of course, quite soon after uh, the restart, or it was about 50 minutes, I think. Uh, he managed to uh, good finish um, to to get our third try to to make it. Uh, what was that? That was twenty two seven. That was that was a lovely break by Owen Lloyd as well. We should say that. I mean, we are going to miss that kind of explosiveness, aren't we? Mm. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and Bradbury yeah, finished. Yeah, you you had a big night, Pete. Nothing to do with what Lee was saying. I was just. <laughs> 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 But thinking of me, Owen Lloyd woke me up. Well, wow. his little pink his pink boots he's been uh, fashioning. Yeah, yeah actually, that is a talking point because we did discuss that with one of our. I don't know if it was you boys at the game, but 
the fact that Yoen Lloyd had very, very bright pink yeah. boots on, and I'm, it's a very, very high-risk strategy, I think, for any player, even if you're a back, because you you just got to do everything right, because as soon as you do something wrong, you look like an absolute numpty, don't you? <laughs> and Yoen, I, I think I'd worried me a little bit about that. Someone needs to have a little word with Yoen and say you've got to tone down well, the colour of your boots. Well, he did have a decent yeah, game. Oh, he did, but, it's, but you're, you're setting a very, very high bar with bright pink spot boots. on the offside, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if they're going to have that to Scarlet's fans, you know, for well, next season. Yeah, they're, a, they're a pretty tough bunch, aren't they, as we were. <laughs> Absolutely, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we digress. Yeah, yeah yes. so 22-7, things were looking good. Uh, Miles, semi ran Ranger, um, he went over. <laughs> oh, he... <laughs> He did enough. He powered through about three of their backs and just slammed the ball down. Uh, and you could sort of tell it was his last game. I thought he had a quality game. Um, and and he subsequently uh, latched onto the back of a mall at the, at the end of the game, didn't he? Because he didn't want one try, he wanted two. Um, no, he's, he's just showed his power and pace in that game. And that was a great he's, he, he certainly looked up for it, and yeah. Charles as well. Oh, yeah, they, yeah they, they, do. They, they really wanted to play. Am I being a bit harsh in saying it's a shame we didn't see more of that over the, the two or three seasons we've had him? Because it was what exactly we wanted hitting the yeah. ball at pace, hitting the line at pace, and just smashing people off. Yeah. And uh, we, it, it was a brilliant try, and, it, and I know he does it a lot, but I just thought. We haven't seen quite as many of those opportunities that we no, might have liked. From yeah, him. but I feel like we've he's just been unlucky yeah, with the yeah. injuries. Yeah, he? it's, he, it's just been he, bad timing for him. He didn't have his... I mean, he obviously was out with a hamstring, wasn't he? And he didn't quite have the pace, did he? So maybe yeah. he picked his chances at this game. And um, we've been blessed to see those two, haven't we? You well, know, as bearer supporters, we've been blessed to see Piotr and, and Semi. And, uh, you know, there will be, well, a massive loss for us next season, won't they? But we should say... Facker's try was the 11th try for him this season, which equaled David uh, Lemmy's record from 16 years ago. Different which sorts was... of tries, mine, not Different, they? But yeah, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Very good yeah, yeah. to Fax. Yeah, now, and uh, how good is it that uh, that he's staying on? Um, and then, I think, was it May scored for them? Ran Randra got another one, yeah. uh, made it... I think we were 36-14. And this is where it was getting interesting because I think there were about five minutes to go. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been at a game. <laughs> Everyone in our row, the row mm. behind and the row in front, we all had our phones out. Uh, and the Wi-Fi and the, the, the 3G oh, was, was terrible, so bad. It's terrible. We were somewhere between... You know, <laughs> two and a half. Well, well, we were we're, about... <laughs> we're, we're, we're somewhere between we've made the top four and yeah. it's still half time in back. And uh, I yeah. think I think we were we were three points to the good. I think when we scored that try, if uh, we should have taken... based on the average of our, our Wi-Fi's well, ability. I, I don't know what because Rich sits behind us. I don't know what service provider well, he's got, but he, he seems to be it. more updated. Well, than he's anyone. a bit old. I reckon he had an old wire. Well, <laughs> you know, I've heard of these 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 heavy rollers. They've all got private five G networks. So these companies uh-huh. that sell them, I reckon. Rich, this is what he's got in his in his pocket. He's got his own router. Yeah, it's a private five uh, G. Right, yeah, that, that does make sense, doesn't it? Because uh, so, you're right. Because we we were slightly so we didn't quite know the scoring bar theory. And I think on 80 minutes. Uh, I forgot what the score was. Or we... Well, we we thought we were okay. We were 36-14. Th- and then we tried to run it, didn't we? Uh, and then well, we thought, we just kick well, it out. Well, well, we, I thought that. Well, well we thought we were three did. points to the good, but yeah. Bath had just mm. scored, yeah. which had flipped mm. it, I think. Mm. And then, uh, obviously, they scored again in added time. Mm. 
Um, um, yeah, because knock on by Charles, wouldn't it? And then then Gloucester scored the penalty yeah, try yeah, at yeah. the end, which you I know think, it's a shame, shame to see Charles depart on a yellow card. It is, um, but I think you know, looking back at it, I was thinking, why are they still playing on? But Pat had obviously said. I'm afraid you just keep playing, keep, keep playing, playing, keep we playing, because we knew yeah. that bars yeah. were ahead. Yeah. Um, and Charles, we did what, you know, why wouldn't you but try I think and go it, for an intercept? It was good that in the end it didn't matter, did it? Yeah, so absolutely. I think, yeah, absolutely. You know, we don't blame him for that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, in the end, uh, 36-21, we uh, got the got the Rifles cut back. Five-point win over one of our nearest and dearest from up the M5. But slightly flat, wasn't it? Because the news had come yeah. in that Bath had done enough. Yeah. When normally you would have been, there would have been a real buzz about beating Gloucester in the last game of the season. Yeah. But it just just felt a little tiny bit flat. And yeah. also, they weren't able to present the cup either, were they? Mm. Um, I think the, right. the, the, there was so much going on, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, I mean, we know um, we were contacted, weren't we, by um, Neville, who's one of the fans who's involved in that. Do you remember, did you see that on the? Oh, maybe it was me. Then. <laughs> no, but he he was he's one of the guys involved yeah. in in the rifles cut presentation. He's obviously ex uh, ex military, mm. and he said that he they all Neville Norman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, he sent us a message anyway. Mm. The, I think I replied to him. Must have been and saying, and he actually said that they already knew that they just weren't going to do it. Mm. Um, and I think quite a lot of people were down. A lot of the. the boys were down in London as well there's a lot of military in London so yeah so I think a lot of people some fans did raise met- metaphorical and literal eyebrows about the fact that the Rifles Cup itself wasn't um, wasn't, there. A, wasn't there but I think it was yeah. kind of yeah. known yeah. so it was it was, it, was a sh- it was difficult to do everything isn't it but yeah. next year yeah. um, and then we uh, we had to hot foot it round to uh, the the top of the lands down for Jeff's last broadcast through right, Jeff on the uh, well, I, I think that was for City and uh, the Bears, wasn't it? Mm. That was his very last time on a Saturday, so it was nice to have a, a little chat with Jeff. We had a lovely uh, picture taken with him, mm. and uh, yeah, it uh, Saturday, Saturday afternoons just aren't going to be the same, no, are they? No, him? no, absolutely, they won't. And you know, I mean, obviously. My first memories of Jeff, you know, from a footballing point of view, City, you know, when he was playing for Ravers and I was sat in the stand watching, you know, supporting City. And uh, I mean, you know, some of the challenges I remember him putting in, they, they were they were meaty even back in the day, you know, Dang, Dang's League type yeah. of... Uh, he's, a, he's a no-nonsense Absolutely, yeah. The best and, um, type. But yeah, he's, he's, you know, Jeff's one of those guys, he's, he's kind of conquered the... Uh, the divide, doesn't he? Blue and red, and and yeah. he's loved by all. And mm. you know, it was a it was a privilege to be up there and to spend time in the studio with him previously, mm. wasn't it? So um, absolutely. And I, I did love he got presented with a shirt, wasn't mm. it? On the you know on the pitch, mm. and you could tell he was you know he was yeah. he was very emotional. Was I, I mean, I'm, it's always amazed me really that he he stayed at the Radio Bristol level. I mean, he's an absolute quality operator. I'm in some ways quite surprised he he never. Had more of a national stage because he's definitely well. We've not seen him in action. He's an ultimate pro. But we don't want to talk like he's finished because you know he was already saying to us, "There's irons in the fire." I heard that. Well, uh, actually, that's so. I mean, there's been all that debate about the chairman of the BBC and you know all that sort of stuff. And maybe you know maybe he'll be stepping down. Who knows? Maybe that's what (laughs) Jeff's got lined up. Or Jeff Stellings. Jeff Stellings gone. Yeah. 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 So maybe this is yeah. He's not retiring at all. 
But I think I think it is a shame because you know no, nothing's been said that it that it is linked, but it seems pretty obvious. The BBC cutbacks in local mm, radio, yeah, yeah. where I think during the week after two o'clock, it's going to be a shared service with Somerset, Wiltshire, yeah. Gloucester. Yeah. Uh, Bristol, Bath, and then all the weekend is going to be, you know, shared. It's, it's just, just I mean, not going to be the same. No, no, we can't underestimate actually the amount of people, loyal followers that, that you know, that follow the show. And, you know, and it, it will be a massive loss because mm. there's a, a lot of people who are, you know, going to, you know, need to fill that void, aren't they? Yeah. And then uh, just before we move on, because you actually were on the the scrum as well, weren't you, on the, the Tuesday after? But a couple of points that um, has has been raised about the uh, after um, activity on the the game uh, last weekend. Uh, one was one of our listeners, Andy, who's uh, a very regular listener, just saying how disappointed that uh, actually the the team didn't actually. Do a lap round the, you know, round the whole ground. Well, so yeah. where, wherever people were, they mm. could come over, maybe have some pictures. Um, and I think we talked about it on the day mm. that, um, you know, pre-COVID. And I don't know whether it is a, you know, a, that change thing or whether there's been a, a different kind of mindset. But we always used to see the players come down after the game. They'd have food, mm. wouldn't they? Yeah. Like, up in the sports bar. And you'd actually get to see both home and away yeah. uh, players. Where now they just seem to, you just catch them at the players' entrance, and they're they're in yeah. their car and they're off. And yeah. the whole kind of community thing, you know. I think four or five years ago, it was great. Mm. People were having their pictures. Yeah, yeah. It was really engaging. They're just sloping off now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what the aforementioned Dave Atwood, who I who I saw on Saturday night, um, he's. At an interview in Rugby Pass this week, and he was saying that the players have got to get used to. They're going to have to embrace a lot more of this. I mean, he was kind of talking a bit corporate, but they they sh- they've got realised that they can't just slope you know slope off, or they can't just go to train. They they're also part of the whole promotion of rugby, and that they should be trained, or they should be willing and understand that they're supposed to go and do all this sort of stuff yeah. because it's they, they can't get away with it because not doing it because it's one of the ways that they'll grow the, the game. And mm. it was quite interesting what he said, that he, he doesn't think that they're... His kind of Im- implication was that he doesn't think the younger ones, not that not blaming them, but they're not kind of in that men- that mindset as mm. they're not being trained mm. that like, you know what, you've got to go and do... You've got to go to this school tomorrow. You've got to go after training. You go into the solicitors there to cut a ribbon. You're going on Bears Beyond the Gate Sunday. You're going on this. But, you know, and it was a good yeah. point he made because you've got to get, they are the face of, well, of the club. You've got to get out there doing loads of things. Yeah. Isn't, isn't there a run to inspiring a community through rugby success? Yeah. Is that, 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 that's a big phrase, isn't it? And don't get me wrong. I mean, the few times we, we, when we have seen the players, when we, we've staggered past them when we've left the Lansdowne <laughs> a few times... <laughs> Yeah, they're very happy to say hello, but you know, is that kind of as you say, it's just kind of in a car park. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's the only time we've ever spoke to Semi because he was getting into his car with his wellies on, wasn't it? Yeah, and, uh, you yeah. remember the old doorman when yeah. we used to have the season card orders in the doorman underneath the stand, wasn't it? Mm. And um, you know, I can remember like meeting Matthew Morgan's family down there, you know, and you're having a good chat with them. He brought mm. the whole family over, and you know what I mean? You, you, You'd be chatting for for ages with the the players, mm. and it's like you say that has it's it's almost been a gradual thing, though, hasn't it? Because I remember mm. the Duchess a couple of years ago, and 
We went Kissing John Afoa. Kissing John Afoa. Well, maybe that's it. That's the reason it's all stopped. <laughs> I mean, there's some court order. But it's, it, but it is, it's those little connections, isn't it? Yeah. That we have, that we all share, you know, uh, fans and, and players alike. And, you know, again, it's kind of losing the, the fabric of, yeah, of it is. the collective of the and club. And you think that story of Chiefs, wasn't it, last season, where they'd had a bit yeah. of a bad trot and then they won... And they all went into the kind of muck club fans marquee and and, and were fought. Like Baxter said, get in there, get a pint, talk to people. And it is, it's it's ridiculous at a time where the game is struggling in terms of its kind of identity and and not necessarily numbers, but it's struggling. Mm. And and, and anybody you, you know, who who says otherwise is being, is is disingenuous. The the game, we have some great games of rugby we've seen this season, but the whole game itself is, is, you know, you can't say it's been a stellar season when two clubs gone out of business. Um, Nearly three. Yeah. And they, you know, they, I just think we're, there is a bit of hiding behind um, the kind of, I don't know. Is it it's like the is it COVID? I don't know. Is it high, is it just easier not COVID, to? Is it easier no, just no, throwing out? And again, I, I hesitate to say this. But is it just easier throwing out some quality? No doubt, social media stuff. It's great. Some of the stuff, but it's kind not of the same, there's, a, it? there's no. a barrier there's no, between. It's, it's the personal level. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's great as it is. You, you haven't got that personal it's like, touch. You know, it's like I mean, I you know, it's like having a parents' evening at school, isn't it? You've got to do it. And it's nice. It's not just about reporting back. It's about PR. It's about getting a face to a name. It's about chit chat. Can you yeah. remember we used to buy uh, Jake Woolley Walmore, didn't we? After Coke, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Games, you know that was brilliant, wasn't it? You know, look after his bag as yeah, well. Wouldn't it? That's right. Yeah. 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 So let's. I uh, hopefully you know with a, a bit of a reboot next season, yeah. it'd be lovely to see the players again. Yeah. After the game, rather yeah. than just. By chance, uh, coming across them as they're uh, making Al- a dash Aldi for their car. Or something like that, yeah. um, and the other thing that was a bit of feedback on, I saw this on social media as well, is the the the, the rather big crowd for the Wurzels. And uh, we we came down, didn't we? Having done the bit with mm-hmm. Jeff, and uh, we we just couldn't even get round the corner from the back of the Lansdowne, so we we binned it off. Yeah, well, but, I, yeah. I mean, I had to rush off because I had the dinner engagement after, so. But it took me ages to, to get through that crowd. Mm. And I wasn't even watching the words. And I thought, it could have been set up better, yeah. couldn't it? I think we'd all agree on that. Yeah. It, it just looked like, you know, one massive queue. Like we normally queue up for the beer on the, on the concourse. Mean, it's sad to say it. And, you know, it's great that that was all part of getting people to the game on last game of the season. It worked, 22,000, whatever. But it, it was just like the firework, unspectacular, wasn't it? It's something again, that was overhyped. Was and under-delivered. And it was... I mean, it's ridiculous now. I think I've had a week to think about this Wurzels thing. And it's an absolute absurdity to think that you're hyping up the Wurzels for an hour after the game, knowing that you've got 22,000 people, mm. and you stick them in the bit where just you like... 2,000. The, the, the normal kind of after... <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. well, I, I, I assumed minimum requirement was the whole car park was going to be set over for it, and there'd yeah. be no cars and you'd have a stage at the end. And to hear, well, I couldn't see it because, like I said, I couldn't get there. But to hear that it was just basically like having a student band, you know, and everyone mm. just standing there with no stewarding. I'm yeah. sure the people that were there enjoyed it. Although we did get some feedback that it was there was a bit of bit of uh, niggle. There was some mm. sort of unsavoury behaviour. Well, that's going to happen no when people are all crowded into one section. I mean, yeah, the section sure. we're talking yeah. about is even on a normal match day, we're talking about a bit just outside the sports bar, going alongside the um, Lansdowne stand, aren't yeah. we? And and even on a match day, we've struggled to get a. Well, it's the bit behind the south stand, isn't it? Where, yeah, where the yeah. shop is. Yeah. Where yes. the it's like yeah. a wedge area, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
look, I mean, I, okay, we don't run the... It, it may be Ashton Gates' issue, but, you know, what about... Why? I kind of assumed even that it might even be on the pitch somehow and, and all the, you know, everybody's in the seats. And what about... Wouldn't it have been great where you've got a stage and then all the, they sing Blackbird, all the players come on and they're all singing it together on the stage and somehow manage that? That would have got a real... Whatever the result mm. would have been a real feel-good finish. And it just seemed it was... Again, overhype and underdeliver. And what was it with shine all the bars in the concourse? What's all that about? I with twenty two thousand people yeah. there. Mm. I mean, it's some strange I'm things going on. Down. I mean, there may be an answer, but you well, know, it's not good we enough. Don't know, it, whatever it? answer it was, it, it just really wasn't good enough. It was no. a bit of an OG that I thought. A yeah. L- little bit, little bit. Um, well, let's move on because we've got a lot to let's get through. On. You. Um, you were on, yeah. You were in the studio on Tuesday. In the studio with, with the old, yeah. yeah, with the microphones. Yeah, you and yes. Chris, wasn't it? Me and Matt Crute were on. Yeah, we. Uh, it's an interesting double act, that. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think we work well together, me and Matt. We complement each other very well, <laughs> and uh, it's, I think it's a, it's a it's a perfect little duo. <laughs> Yin and Yang. Yeah, we had a little pint. We had a little cheeky beer beforehand to compare notes. Okay, well let's let's move on. Um, I said to all of you guys uh, before we we met today to to think of uh, a highlight from the season. I think you know, I've looked at the the players' awards, and mm, I don't yeah. think you know. I'm sure we pretty broadly agree yeah. with with those. But I just wanted each of you to pick out a moment, a game, or a moment in a game, or even something. Off, off the off the pitch that uh, that that kind of stands out for you. So uh, let's go with Miles go first. So I was uh, spent a bit of time this afternoon with a sick child on the old computer, just looking back at some of the games and the highlights. You know what? And it didn't take me long to find out my sort of favourite game or part of the season. And and it comes actually on the very first game of the season. I was thinking about thinking. There's be some great tries that must be out there. And lo and behold, first game back in Bristol Colours is our mate Genji. Literally, first game for Bristol, he receives the ball outside the 22 from his mate and England counterpart Sinks, storms through, dummies back for Sinkley yet again, and runs the ball in for the try. As he's doing so, slamming his chest. <laughs> and slams down the crowd go absolutely bananas and that for me on top of all the tries of the season is way up there it was just quality and what that did was raise our, our um, optimism levels wouldn't <laughs> it, it like, to, to the highest yeah, point yeah, absolutely if I remember rightly yeah because he, he started celebrating didn't he about five metres out he did yeah. and then, then he scored the try and then Harry Randall took him out didn't yeah, he yeah, just yeah, about to get up and, and, and Randall dived I mean, you know what you want first game back against yeah. our enemy down the road what a moment for Genji. Yeah. And I thought that was just quality. One of my favourite tries. Good show. It wasn't, you know, the try was great. The fact that it was from a forward and the Bristol born and bred was just brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We peaked early, didn't we? Did. The season really mm. there. Yeah. Pete, your, uh, your magic moment. So many. I mean, I think, well, so many and, and also so many other moments that weren't necessarily magic. But no, I, I think I'm going to go to the, the Saints game uh, which was a bit of a tonic after a difficult kind of you know season being up and down, and then we had that that game where we put we put sixty odd past Saints at home, and we saw that glimpse of the eighty minute performance that we'd hoped, 
And actually, obviously, the obvious choice in that game was the the, the uh, Harry Randall try after Charles Piertow had done virtually every season. Try. But I'm actually going for um, the first Harry Randall try, which was, if you remember, we were on the 22, ruck, quick ball, and he, he sold a big dummy at the base of the rack and then ran straight under the post. Sold, I think it was Matavesi was the guard. Now, it wasn't necessarily as dramatic as some of the other tries but to me that was a scrum halfs try that was a purist's try scrum half you can see the game in mm. front of him knew that the guard had, he just sensed that the guard wasn't really there didn't expect it to happen was kind of starting to drift big old dummy but what was ri- through the gap but what was good about it he dived and he span <laughs> and he flipped the ball like a slingshot I reckon it went over the Atio and then got up it was like that realised no one was actually sitting there but to me that try was just it wasn't necessarily the best it wasn't the best team try. it was just everything about it yeah. screamed quality and it was just little Harry Randall the little Duracell bunny with the skills of a Jedi yeah. And the way he flipped that ball over the attic, I just the, thought it was better. Dummy I, I was stuck all, in my mind, mate. I, I, that just what came to mind when you asked quality. me. Uh, good, good. Lee, what about you? Well, I, I, you've come to the, the to uh, Pete and Miles first, and I knew I knew one of them would have Genji, and I knew one would have the Saints game. So I put a couple of a little left fielders in there. Yeah, yeah, well, go on, now, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that my memory is terrible. I can literally watch a brilliant game of rugby, walk out of the stadium, and I can't remember who scored any of the tries. Yeah, um, Guinness is usually involved. Though, yeah, isn't it? well, yeah, Guinness is always involved. But um, but the the things that stood out for me, apart from the obvious that the boys Don't forget, have mentioned, I've got I've got I'll save one for me. I, I'll yeah. save one for you. But um, it it ultimately ended up being pointless. Literary pointless, but it was winning away at Wasps just because yeah, early yeah, in the season, sure. Wasps is always one of those places that historically we've been awful, haven't we? Yeah. And, you know, at the time, I can't remember what we'd won. I think it was 23 8. 23 8. Yeah, good, yeah. good point. And I just thought, we might actually do something this season. You know, it, mm. it just felt like we were building momentum. I mean, we mm. won the first three games, didn't we? And winning away at Wasps. Place we we never win, so that was one. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know where you're going, but if I just show you this, no, you go, you go, you yeah, know where you want to go. Right, so it's not even a, a Premiership game, but mm-hmm. it was the event, and I loved. Apart from the obvious that we've already mentioned, we won't mm-hmm. do again the the uh, pyrotechnics, <laughs> but it was the South Africa select mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. and. The thing that I loved about that, it was we could all switch off from from the, the doldrums that we were in mm. and we had a packed house and I just remember Joe Batley playing like a, like a demon, didn't he? Mm. He was like possessed mm, yeah. um, and Big Yan as well getting the crowd going and it was just one of those times in the season where, you know, we could all switch off and just enjoy rugby in its purest form and... It was a brilliant performance, wasn't it? And South Africa, you know, their select team. I know it wasn't the strongest, mm. but they didn't know I hit them, did they? And for the occasion, I loved it. 
I love that. And that you remember Batley at the end as well when the final whistle, didn't he? Yeah. He was pointing at the Atio, yeah. arms raised. Yeah, no, that yeah, was yeah. quite an iconic <clears throat> moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I do apologise. It wasn't a league game, but that was that was one That's of my other. Well, that that was the one I wanted. I was going to talk about mm. because I just think it was an amazing night, full mm. house. Uh, so let me think. I have two two other things that really stuck out in my mind. One was I forget who we were playing. It was that European game. It's Joe Butley again. Remember when they passed him the ball in the yeah behind the post oh, and he yeah. just he just put it down and said yeah. thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll take I'll take that try because uh, I'd never seen that before. Um, I don't I think mean, he, 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 he was quite surprised when he quite yeah. kind of caught it and thought I better put this down. Yeah. Uh, so that was that. And the other thing that um, really sticks in my memory because in it's it's funny isn't it rugby where you can have fury and then relief all within a split second and it was that Quinn's away game when it just looked like we were going to win and what's it the big Esther Hansen yeah yeah just went straight through the line it was obvious he was going to score and then McGinty with his fingernail just just got his ankle and then just stopped him just you know, just short of the line. Yeah. Um, and to me, that was kind of just seeing McGinty flying out and just managing to get him yeah. was, was one of those moments. And of course, I think we actually won that game. Didn't we, we did, 13 15. I mean, that so, was try saving yeah. fingertip of the season without yeah. doubt, wasn't it, from McGinty? Yeah, well, that's that's some of our highlights. Um, uh, I'm sure there's there's other ones out there that some of the listeners, but uh, I think. It just goes to show it has been a mediocre season, let's yeah, say that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, certainly things like the South Africa game, what we did to, to Northampton Saints. Quinn's the following game. You know, that, that, that win to start off the season. And, yeah. and Genji, because he got a couple, didn't he, in that yeah, game as well? Yeah, yeah, he did a little free kick and just bat us through. There was another one Genji yeah. did when we, when we drew with Leicester. That 26 all game, December 3rd, there was one where he got the ball, didn't he? And then ran kind of a big arc, mm. like a, like oh, a scorpion yeah, yeah. and smashed right. into Harry Potter, didn't he? Yeah. One of his ex-teammates had <laughs> yeah. sent him. And then that led to a try on that game. And it was a disappointing game in the end because we could have won it. But yeah, and yeah, he didn't. He came back from England, didn't he? And Six Nations, not quite the same, but that's, yeah. that's, that's for yeah. another day. Can we, can we just quickly do a, a player of the season? Because one person stands out more than... Than anyone for me. Go on then. Is is big the big jock Magnus? Magnus, Magnus Marcus Bradbury. Bradbury. Magnus. Yeah. Magnus. That's the one. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. think he right from the off. He 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 was just class, wasn't he? And I, I just think all season he's been he's had a few dips in and out with injuries, hasn't he? But he's been really consistent and one of those players that you know he's he's added some yeah. real depth to our squad. Bar is catching it. Kickoffs. Yeah, but he was playing second row. He was. He He had a shocker that day, but then the next game, yeah, he he was brilliant, wasn't he? And he still he, he put his head up above the parapet, yeah, like, literally to jump and catch the ball. So yeah. I quite liked him for that. That he he's not a shirker, yeah. is he? No, he's not. He picked for the he's not a Scotland squad again, no, is he? No, no, you know, that's, that's not all, a bad thing. Like Chuckers now with it? our squad. We don't really want anyone no. to be picked for England anymore, no, do we? Well, or even Scotland. Or even Scotland. Yeah. So, OK, so that's your player of the season. Mm, yeah. Any, anybody disagree with that? I mean, Thacker got the official award. Mm. And I probably would have lent... I think I would have said Thacker because I yeah. think, what do we say, 11 tries, 
He's he's really mm. looked sharp this this. Just this say that because he's, he's won you a fortune as well. The bookies. Like, my, well, my, yeah, has, yeah. Pitch, pitch. my left field choice was Fitzharding actually. Yeah, he was injured early on, and we didn't know anything about him, did we? We didn't know why he was away, and yeah. then he come back and he had his hair cut, yeah. which was a good shout. And I just I remember reading some stuff about him that he was playing in Loughborough University fourth team. And oh, kind of work. It was no, it was Durham. Oh, Durham. Sorry, not Loughborough. Yeah. So you're right, Tone. Durham, <laughs> Durham University. Yeah, but the, the Durham Prince University fourths, and obviously got himself up into Durham first, and then from there got spotted and came to Bears, and there's and it's become an established yeah. player. And I think this season, he's he has been he has been the archetypal body on the line, mm. and has taken and and he, you know with a, a guy with a little a little baby face, angelic looks, he's got mm. a, a he's rig a of granite. Mm. Yeah, and I and I just think for the kind of the hours of hits and tackles that he's put in, he was my kind of left field choice mm. for for context as well as what happened this season. Good chat. What about you, Mark? I think we've already talked about him. Really, coming in after the collapse of Worcester is our man Joe Batley again. Yeah. I mean, he has been. I mean, Pete hates the phrase "passionate," but, but what does it mean? Well, Ryan? Exactly. Okay. What does it mean? Well, the example is like literally scoring. What does that mean, though? Literally, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, literally shouting uh, an empty stand when he's scoring. Really, yeah, that's um, that, that is passion for you. Should have turned around, but. You talk about engine room. We lost Dave Atkins, and he was a huge influence. We got in Joe Batley after the collapse mm. of Worcester, and you know, he he left the club and he came back. He went through his illnesses and re- recovered, thankfully. But he has been absolutely phenomenal. Put his body on the line, week in, week out. Scored some great tries, mm. uh, and I think he's one of my favourite. Uh, players in the pack this season. Great, love great shouts. Yeah. We, we, you know, we have we've had some really good performances and yeah. consistent performances mm. throughout the season, haven't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I, just another couple I'm going to mention. I think most improved I'm going to give to Max Lahey. Yeah. yeah, because I think yeah. this second sure. half of the season mm. he's really come in and proved he can play 60, 70 minutes at that tight head. He can scrummage. Uh, and you know, um, I, I I think he's come on leaps and bounds. And he, he scored a try, didn't he? Scored well, a try. Yeah, yeah. I think we all knew that he, that he had that in him, but he just didn't get enough game time, did he? No. Just... And, and picking up little niggles and injuries, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and and also, um, you know, again for the last few months of the year, Jimmy Williams that's oh, come right. in at twelve. It's phenomenal, isn't so it? You that uh, you know, um, it makes you wonder if if he was starting earlier in the the year. You know, if we'd got him in, you know, in November time rather than February March time, yeah. would, would things be a little bit different? Yeah. But I think the fact that you've got another guy that can play scrum half, he clearly can play inside centre as well. Fly he's half. he's got a big boot. Sorry, yeah, yeah fly, uh, half. fly half. Um, you know, I just think he, yeah. he, he he's, he's, he's... I don't know if he's bulked up, but he now looks a chunky. unit, doesn't he, in the centre? Well, he I got really told does. off by my missus by calling him Chunky, and I meant it in a good way. <laughs> I meant it in a... When he came on, I think it was against Breve, or oh, Zebra, sorry, away, and it was when he's... We were watching him in that Cardiff yeah, friendly, didn't I we? Said, we were really impressed. He's a bit chunky, but in a good way, and he was. Yeah. I mean, is impressed. there ever been a player that looks so much like he is at home in the Premiership that has not been at home in the Premiership, you see what I mean? I mean, how how good... I mean, he had one maybe difficult game at the end of the season, it wasn't his fault, but he looks class. He's not more than just an average... 
Prem right. player. I think he looks like a quality Prem player. Yeah. Like, and I know he'd been at Sale for a bit and he'd not quite made it, hadn't he? And then he'd gone down to yeah. Park to Artbury. And uh, I think, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing him develop a bit more. Next, it could along, be a big yeah. season for Big what, Jimmy next what year. I like, what I like about that is, like you say, he's like Fitzarland, came where they came from, Joe Batley, he was mm. out of work. Yeah. You know, can't remember that. Yeah. These, these boys, Williams, they're grafters. They they know what it's yeah. like to be at the, the bottom. Yeah, mm. they're coachable. And, you know, if you've got players like those three in your team, you always got a shout, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. Okay, well, let's move along. Chaps, have still got a lot to get through. I want to talk about some of the levers now, and I'll, I'll kind of throw some names at you and uh, just your thoughts on their, their time at the Bears. And maybe we start with an obvious one, Pete, um, and that, that is Semi. I think... It's difficult one, Sammy, because we've had moments of anguish where we feel shortchanged a little bit from Sammy. He he exploded onto the scene in the COVID times, mm. lockdown. He essentially was very, very instrumental in us winning a first ever European trophy, wowing the crowds. But we didn't ever saw it, did we? It was all on telly. We would yeah. never see him. The first time we ever saw him was that Gloucester game when 6,000 were in. It was brilliant. It was an amazing thing. It, you know, it's difficult to know whether... Obviously, Kate went to the Olympics and then came back injured. And then Pat... I think that season, Pat said, we're going to stop playing him and get, an, in, get an, um, uh, an operation. We do it now. It'll be good for next season. And then he, then we had another one. And it was frustrating. But I think... And I think we did all start to question the value for money. But I think, to be fair to him, coming back this last sort of second half of the season, even though it didn't quite work out in terms of position I think we did see we got a bit more of our money's worth yeah um and, and actually you know I, I kind of understand why he's going to, to France I mean it's a shame because that's not just him that's just the big bigger picture mm. um my only thing I'd say with Sammy is I've we always talked about whether we he could play on the wing we never saw him play on the wing once did we and mm. he was very much used as the as either the battering ram at, at 13 or, or a kind of decoy mm. um and it actually worked sometimes, but other times he just felt... It was too obvious. It was too obvious, yeah. and, he, and he did lose the ball quite a lot, and he knocked it on, and it wasn't his fault. And I just thought maybe we could have been a bit more... And we saw him kick the ball once, didn't we? Once he kicked <laughs> yeah. the ball. Fair play to him for that. That he won. I mean, I like the fact that he didn't even have it in his... He didn't have that in his armoury, did he, <laughs> kicking. But he once kicked the ball in desperate... I don't know, I can't even remember what it was, but it was, it was like a... It was a kind of wow moment. Sammy's kicked the I, ball. I but. don't think we, we really helped him, actually. No, well. Looking back at it, because, you know, because it was, because we did use him as the target man, I think it was too obvious. Opposition players knew yeah. that. So, you know what I mean? We were asking him to do do something that, I'm not saying he couldn't do these things, but it's kind of, when you're just there and you got I one think, rule, you could understand why he's dropping yeah. the balls. And I do think that, probably the extent of the injuries that we didn't know about. I'm sure he was playing a lot of weeks in And I think the sad, I mean, he did, he won us a cup. Yeah. But Mm. what we really wanted him was then two seasons later to be challenging for the Champions Cup with him playing like that. And that didn't happen. And that's not necessarily his fault. You didn't, you're Um, right. You didn't see him sort of running past a sort of Johnny May or sidestepping ever again after his knee operations, did you? No. Uh, Fair enough. That's why to protect his injury. Uh, and he generally looked a lot, little bit slower and unfortunate hamstring. But I mean, boy, was that nice to see him actually on the last yeah. ever game down yeah. at Ashton Gate at home? I think That's we'll great. always say, we'll always remember the time that we were season ticket holders when Semi Randrandra was a bear. Yeah. Mm. 
My only thing, other thing is, I, I never really heard him speak much, though, did he? He didn't do a lot no. of kind of front-facing stuff, maybe part of the contract. Which, which is, well, and interesting that he never got very many Man of, man of the Matches, matches no. because, no. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we didn't hear him interviewed that much. Let me come to you yeah, then, absolutely. Mark. Charles Pietau, King Charles. Well, absolutely. I mean, um, I'm going I'm to... The, the Duchess will hate me for this, but, you know... there's does little, anyway, Miles. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> The little video of Charles leaving. Did you watch that one? Um, and his time at the club. He's such a family-orientated man. In fact, he's had all three of his children here, hasn't he, in this fine yeah. city. Uh, and he clearly loved the club. Um, and I don't think I don't think he really wanted to go. But as we know, the cap is what it is. The uh, salaries are what they are. And when you've got a short playing career, you go where the money is. But... Um, the Duchess had a little tear at the end of the musical Montage, oh, really. I know, I watched it and I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, it was a great little video. Um, that, in all, how many years have we been down at Ashton Gate oh, now? Quite a lot. Quite yeah, a lot of years. Yeah. But you look back at that now uh, and I can say, hand on heart, that we may not see another player of that calibre and skill again down at Ashton Gate. With the with with the sort of finances of rugby and the way rugby in England is going with marquee players etc., um, he's been phenomenal for the club. And the sort of ridiculous sidesteps that he's put in over the years uh, and the tries he scored and the tries he's set up. Mm. He's such a nice yeah. bloke as well. Best, best, best fullback in ever to play for Bristol. Well, that's difficult. Oh, well. Paul Hartford, I mean, it's difficult. It is difficult to say. But, okay, uh, yeah, let's just say in our time of being down at Aston Gate and us lads being seasoned to yeah. carols and doing the pod, mm. I think without doubt, yeah. one yeah. of the quality, most talented fullbacks mm. we have seen and potentially will ever see. He, never, um, he, he didn't make re reach 50 appearances, did he? 79 thousand plus for the season um he has I, been a little yeah. bit you know his age a little bit injury prone but i guess you would expect that wouldn't you but i yeah. think the flair that he has brought mm. amongst the periods of being off you probably just forgive him that and forget oh, it's, 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 it's we'll, we'll here, forgive him the fact he never ever played Newcastle, Newcastle. away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or anywhere with a, yeah, anywhere where it was a bit cold yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I mean it's been a real privilege oh, to watch. Absolutely, it. And, uh, some some of those moves that he's made have just been sensational. I mean that, uh, that 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 phenomenal win against Saints. I mean the commentary that night, you know, for Austin Healy to say like, you know, that is ridiculous. You'll never ever yeah. see something like that again. Absolutely, there you go. Right, I, I'm going to talk a little bit now about Sam Bedlow. Nice, because again, I think Sam. So much potential, but for a variety of reasons, I think maybe injury or not just being able to get into the team because other people maybe had been performing in the centre. Never quite, I thought, reached the heights that he could 
and maybe should have done mm. uh, in, in in Bristol. Um, and it, you know he's back to sale now, mm-hmm. and so I think he's got his gym business up there. And is it brother or he's got brother there brother, yeah. in the academy? Brother, isn't he? So so wish him well, and um, I will always remember. I think was that against Northampton when he, he mm. scored that booming penalty oh, last, minute. last minute that was a season when game. everything went our way wasn't it yeah yeah. Yeah. Went our way. Yeah. yeah would you say Tony he got above the foothills even though he didn't reach the heights would he say foothills or more than foothills uh, I think he was yeah he was in what's the geographic what's well, should I, go up what's, in what's the next level up you've got the tree line haven't you where the tree line finishes yeah, yeah I think he's above, above the tree line, line but not tree. quite not quite in the pr- he didn't really scale the precipices that <laughs> yeah. lead to the, to the summit. Well, it's, oh. like, it's like you say, how many years was he there? And he made end up making 62 appearances. Yeah. You know, so that just goes to show with injuries. Yeah, so yeah. he didn't play half as much as he could have done, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And now I am uh, going to come to you with Joycey Lee. Oh, I wanted Sam Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, what can we say about Joycey? Oh. I mean... He's a legend, isn't he? he is. Absolute Bristol legend. And um, he's been one of those players that, you know, he would admit himself not the most talented rugby player ever to grace a field. But when it comes to guts, determination and everything else, we've, yeah, we've already mentioned the, the word that Pete hates, passion. I mean, Joycey epitomises all three of those things and it is all wrapped up in one one six foot six bundle mm. and I mean it's been a, a pre- it's been a pleasure and a privilege to watch him as much as it probably has been for him to be mm. on the pitch looking up yeah. and, and yeah. seeing us in the stand you know and again I think you know we will have homegrown players come through but they'd have to go a hell of a way to to get to Joyce's heights well, when you think as well, the era that he came through and, you know, the academy wasn't functioning, but there was yeah. barely an academy yeah. there. Um, yeah. The fact that he's done it, I, I must admit, when I heard that he was going to Connaught um, and we, we had him on the interview for the 100th episode of the podcast yeah. and he did sort of like say, you know, the Irish side of his family is really important to him. And, you know, he talked about wanting to, you know, make this move now because... To, yeah, to try yeah. and prove himself in Ireland. Yeah. But I was a little surprised because I'd always kind of imagined him as a one-club man that yeah, he, he, absolutely. He, he, yeah. he would play through and break records and, and do it at Bristol. But, you know, fair play to the guy. Um, I mean, you know, that, we'll, we'll miss the king of the mead, won't we? Yeah, I think we should say, actually, that goes along with his character, isn't it? Because he's taken himself out of his comfort zone, mm. a place where he's got everything there. Like, if you've seen the interview with Andy Wren, um, Carpet fitters, over, papers, he's got it all right, hasn't he? Yeah. So, and it's just full credit to the guy that he's taking himself out of that, and and he's starting again. And you know, obviously, we all wish him all the best, don't we, in, in Galway? Mm. Um, talking about Andy Uren, come to our resident scrum half expert, Pete. Your your thoughts on well, Andy's career in I, Bristol? I just pause while there are people like choking over their coffees for they hear the word expert. I <laughs> I mean, I I do like a good scrum half. I got to say being one myself um, I, I, I think it's a it's I, I'm really pleased for him that it that I think he it's good a real good move for him as a as a player but as a as a lad to go somewhere like uh, Italy and I think it's good for him and I, and I think I, could, I sense that he's quite excited about it just from that social media thing we saw and 
He's a very, very likable fella. Yeah. Isn't he, Andy Red? And, and obviously, not, not lack, no lack of skill either. He's a very... And, and I suppose the only caveat with him is he was very much heralded, wasn't he, when he was coming at the academy as a really top-quality scrum half. And you could argue he hasn't quite reached it. Now, that may be not his fault. It may be the, the rise of Harry Randall. You know, he's had his own injuries. And, and, I, and I sometimes wonder whether he's been... You know, he's been a system player, a bit like Callum Sheedy sometimes. He's kind of been, you know, he hasn't necessarily been allowed to develop his own purse flair, as it were. But, I, I mean, a great... a bit harsh. Well, well, I mean, I'm, at one point he was being talked about for yeah. England as no, no, well, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. no, just... I'm not saying this in a bad way. Yeah, I'm no, saying no, no. I just feel... I just think yeah. he hasn't quite got yeah, there. No, it's I, not his fault. I'm not I saying know. it's his fault, really. I, just, I, just, I take the point. Yeah. But we've got to remember, there, there was a time when, when we didn't have... Another scrum man. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. he stepped up. No, he did. Oh, no, no, I think he's a great scrum. I just think he's. I think he just didn't quite develop yeah. on like Randall developed on, didn't he? Mm. As yeah, a scrum yeah. off. And and it was great that we had those two compete with each other. And I mean, I'm sure he'd disagree with me, but I I just think he's and he's a funny bloke. They obviously love him, don't they? They love him in that he's the he's the Joker in the camp. Yeah. They love to take the Mickey out of him, but it's obviously with affection. And he will be missed massively, I, I imagine. I take your point because obviously at one at one stage it was Randall and Uren were neck and neck. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. And like you say, Randall's gone on and he's got the England. Yeah, yeah. got into the England squad and and Andy's he's just kind of tailed off. Yeah. But. I mean, he's, he, I'm sure he's. You know, they wouldn't have signed him, would they? In, in is it Benetton, isn't it? It's not Zebra. It's Benetton. He's gone right, to. They wouldn't sign him. He was, a, he was a chump. He's a good yeah. player. He had a contract what? extension, didn't he? But they even yeah. Talk, yeah. 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 Three they, year but extension. But they kind of alluded name. to the fact that he was going to come back to Bristol, didn't they? It was almost as if it's like a, a kind of almost like a secondment. Really? Yeah. That's what I, no, I, I, read, no, I read somewhere that it said that when, when Pat like said that. like when he comes back, we'd be happy to help. We'd be happy to have him. It was, there was some illusion. Someone somewhere, oh no, there it was. A, there was some pasta. comment that made you think that there's a kind of wow. go there and then come back. The doors open for you. Yeah. But I mean, the other thing we love about him is that that time that we went to watch the game on the Lansdowne, the one time we sat in oh, the comfy yeah, yeah, seats yeah. at that Cardiff game, wasn't it? Yeah. And he was on the bench, and he we realised the guy just never stops <laughs> moving. Like, he's spinning the ball, and he's looking at, and he's looking around at the crowd, and he's waving at little, and he he just couldn't. He was up and down. He's in he was in Beanie's ear saying, oh, "It's time for me to get on." You know, he was like, "I just that was when I really <laughs> felt as though I really yeah. saw him as who he is." You're gonna yeah. miss that quality, yeah. miss that sort of character. <laughs> Italians yeah. Them. yeah. And one final one for you then, Miles. Uh Yian Lloyd. Oh. I am um, you know he's played the last two or three games, hasn't he? Even despite being on the bench with his little twinkle toes. He's a player that we've loved for years. But through no fault of his own, he's been moved around um position quoted as being a centre, a fly half. But ultimately, we've seen him play wing, haven't we, the last few games, and he's been on fire. Uh, he's received the ball on the wide channel. You can tell his pace is phenomenal, uh, and I've loved him on that. And it's, I think it's a great shame, but obviously his Welsh, Welsh aspirations um, means that he's off to Scarlet's next year, isn't he? Um, and he's still a young lad. I mean, he came through, and we thought, this is the next, next big thing, but never quite being given the opportunity in the right position. And we'll be really sad to miss Yaren Lloyd. Um, but best of luck to him in Wales. Yeah. I, I think it's, you know, he showed so much potential in he scoring on that yeah. debut uh, yeah. against yeah. Bath, came in as a youngster. Um, but when he got the opportunities at fly half, it never really worked, quite worked out for him. Yeah. Um, 
and that that's where I think that's where we thought mm. he was going to come through and yeah. you know t- pick up the mantle. Yeah. And you remember that crazy season where you ended up playing scrum half when we had the curse <laughs> of the scrum halves. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. had to ask the ref where, which side he had to play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's played scrum half, he's played fly half, he's played inside centre, he's played on both wings, he's played full back. Mm. And do you worry, Pete, that sometimes mm. when you're not really nailing down a position, mm. you 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 almost, how how can you really improve mm. at the top? level no I think so I think it's been very difficult for him I, I thought it was a very good move for him I think it also helps his international aspirations a little bit yeah, he's still right. got them and he, he, he tasted it didn't he when he was ah. 19 yeah. I mean I, I look at it on the positive side let him go to Wales get 25 caps and then we'll sign him back when he's a fully fledged we'll say to Scarlett you, you turn him into a into a like top notch international yeah, fly off and we'll have him back yeah <laughs> Okay, so uh, I mean, there are other people going, and Lee, you want to. I just, just, I know we're we're short on time, but I just want to mention in dispatches two names that stood out for me. Um, One, Sam Jeffries. Mm. It's really sad to see see Jeffries go. We all understand the reasons why we won't go into that again, but at one point before bad injuries, to me, that guy could have been international. Quality. Yeah. Well, he got um, called up. He did. He well. did. Yeah. Yeah. Australia. Yeah. Came back. Didn't and he? and the other one was again just someone that we picked up on a free from Coventry, I think it was, and epitomised again just that that kind of not the most talented, but again a very similar to Joycey, just being solid and giving hundred and ten percent. And that was Emery Purdy. And I was you know I'd be sad to see Purdy go. Piston Purdy. I think him and Fricker really. They've been two stalwarts and they have stepped in on the wing when required. uh, and they never looked out of place, did they? I think they I think they'll look back and think, you know what, we we got we did well out of the Bears. And that we we you know, I think I hope that they find stuff to go on to because they're both proper decent blokes, aren't Mm. they? On the pitch and Absolutely. by the sounds of it, off the pitch, and we almost forget, you know, a while ago, we almost forget that we had Morahan who moved on, didn't we? Like two yeah. thirds of the way through the season, these yeah. are all quality players, aren't they? Yeah, that we're all, all going to be missed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, to all the departing bears, we wish them well, and uh, let's hope some of them, if not in the Premiership, can find yeah. professional rugby either uh, abroad or, or or maybe with Championship uh, teams. Uh, okay, let's have a look at the squad for next season because uh, since we were last on air, that was announced. And uh, let me look at my notes because I think I've dished these out. Yeah, by that's mild. It's getting a bit gloomy in this room. I'm, I'm starting yeah. to see my notes. Well, yeah. 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 Energy costs are what they are. I've got the glasses on. <laughs> so, uh, Miles, you're going to look at the front row and the second row. And... Uh, the, Wait yeah. a minute, he's going to get mixed up between the tight heads and the loose heads again. I've written them down separately. <laughs> yeah, have some so, of that. So, uh, so your thoughts on how how the squad is looking in those uh, in those positions? So there we are. Players retain. See, positions one to five. Loose head props, which you know are one of my favourite positions. Are well known. Ah. So who have we got? We got Woolly left, haven't we? We've got who's who's great. Um, you know, he's not often getting. Uh, a starting position, but when he comes on, he's fantastic, he's enthusiastic, and he's fantastic. Big Jan, he's stepped up massively with uh, the internationals missing, and he's been brilliant. So I'm really glad we've seen him. Genji, we know, tailed off a bit, hasn't he? I think he's a lot of fans. Injury, yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that. Tailed off a bit, but when he's fully fit and 
passion in its belly. Absolutely fantastic. And the one of the Ben Solomon brothers, or is it a Ben Solomon? Aristotle. We've retained him, but we've hardly seen him at all, haven't we? But obviously there is something in him that Pat feels is good enough to retain him as a, uh, a loose head. Tight head, well, there we go. We've chatted about Big Max, hasn't he? He's been given game time. He's, um, you know, uh, been doing the Bears podcast. He's got his head switched on. Injuries have passed him by. Uh, and he's he's come on strong. And he's going to be fantastic for next year. Sinks. Yeah. <laughs> Jury's still um, out. Jury is still out. Yeah. Jury is still out. They've asked out. for more time, haven't they? So They've Jury is still out, but Sinks is still with us. Yes. Kloska, we know, has moved into a tight head prop position. Uh, and again, we've got the other Ben Solomon brother. And I don't know, have we got an Jay Tyak? Has he mm. been injured? Because he came yeah, with yeah, a lot yeah. of promise, didn't he? Yeah. A big unit. I'm it's hoping he's going to be fit, fit next season. Cornish boy. Um, Cornish boy and get some more game time. But that's, that's pretty good. I mean, that gives us a good backup during the international period. Uh, but in the hookers, Thax... Absolute legend. I mean, thank goodness we've re-signed him. Will Capon with his cap on comes in and he doesn't often do much wrong, does he, to be honest with you? Um, Fred, big Fred Davis has stepped in on the odd game, hasn't he, I think, um, and done an all right job. We'd like to see a bit more of him. And we've signed Gabriel Ogre, haven't we? Who's, I'm right, went ex-wasp when he collapsed, class. went to France just to obviously get a paycheck. Um, so... Who knows? He's a bit of an he, unknown. He played a blinder against us, didn't he? Oh, did. Oh, in, that yeah. one, in that one game. So he'll be joining us. So he's new to us. So let's hope um, you know he'll be as, uh, as as good as you potentially you potentially say. I've got I've got to say when you look at those front row options, mm. I I think we're pretty pretty mm. good. I think we're, so. Yeah. We're pretty good going That's into good cover. Season. I reckon it's one of the few areas <laughs> where I think. I, I'm, I'm reasonably confident about the depth. Well, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, if you're confident about that, we need to worry about the second row then, don't we? Because we've got, what, I think only five players playing for a two-position place. And I think we've said this for the last couple of years, haven't we? Even since Dave Atwood went. We've got um, wild man here, Chris Vury. You know, we, we love him. Ed Holmes, he's reliable, he's staying on. Cornish, bless. Cornish lad. Batley, who, who well, obviously has been one of my favourite games of the season. James Dunn, we haven't seen a great deal, have we? He's been doing uh, good things for Jersey, isn't he? And absolutely. Potential. But, uh, yeah. Potential. And I hate to admit, I don't know who Joe Owen is. Senior Academy, the, who's been stepped up. This is uh, the kid, it was uh, Clifton, is that right? I, I've seen, play, I've seen him play a couple of times. So no was, caps was, in I, the first team yet, have they? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. right. He's had three appearances, yeah. uh, but I think they're Premier all Premiership Cup. cup. Premiership Cup. Well, there oh, we go. So I, we've got, I, that is a worry, five, you know, we've got, you know, very Holmes, Batley, fantastic, locked down that position any day. Um, but Dan and Owen... It looks light, doesn't it? Don't, it don't, still you looks light. Joe Owen, When I've seen him play, but there's, you know, you've got to step up, step yeah. up to, to premiership level. James Dunn's got some really good experience with Jersey and from all accounts has been playing really well. But when you think about it, really we're going in with three seasoned second row. Yes. You've got Vui, Holmes and Batley. Now, Vui's going to be at the World Cup, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, yeah, of course. Um, so, so probably for those first few games, and I know it's likely to be the Premiership stroke Championship Cup, 
Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see whether you you really blood done an Owen to to get them some experience, mm-hmm. or, or whether Holmes and Batman. I mean, don't, don't panic, boys, because I'm pretty sure I offered Dave Atwood an ex- year extension on Saturday oh. night. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. I mean, these, I mean, they're going to have to be on the bench, aren't they? One or the two of them. But that's uh, to get cover. I think that's certainly it. Looks like a weak area, yeah, and we've yeah. talked about it on the pod before. Is is there the real nastiness in that mm, uh, in that second row? The filth. No, that's what I said on Tuesday on the scrum, and I actually had to check with to, with Jeff if I was allowed to say the word filth, but I did it anyway. <laughs> I don't think I'll never get invited back. But I, mm. it was a good point. I think we just that's the one thing a bit of grunt is mm. what we ball carrying line breaking grunt. Mm. That my only caveat to that worry is that could we sign someone after the World Cup do you think they're keeping the marquee space open for a you know for a big South African you know Tony, eh? Like, As I'm yeah. winking to Tony and, well, and Lee because we'll I said it, but he was going to say it. Well, well poss- possibly, and uh, you know, you, you, you're coming towards the end of the, the Southern Hemisphere season. But I don't know. Pat's usually when he said mm. when he said the retainers well, that the, yeah. the, the business has been done. Mm. Now the only other thing that pure speculation, you know, um, it sounds unfortunately things aren't looking great at London Irish mm. and and already I think London Irish players agents are starting to you know put the the feelers out you know will will there be any movement there in a way I hope not I want to see yeah. London yeah, Irish yeah, in the Premiership yeah, next season but I do I do wonder whether there is a little bit of a gap either for someone coming mm. in after the World Cup and of course if you don't sign them till after the World Cup you're not paying them wages from no, July through absolutely. to November mm. so does that help um, Tom, that Tom Pearson, that that back rower they've got is qualitat, mm, isn't mm, it? Yeah, and there's they got a big. I know it's actually shouldn't really talk about it because it's a terrible thing to say. Yeah, yeah. your mate but Jerry won't be happy with you. No. Jerry Brown will not be. In fact, we ought to get in touch with and find out what his take is on this whole thing. Okay, well let's move along. Back row, scrum half, fly half. Pete, you're picking this up. <coughs> well, uh, back row. Thomas Luatua, Heenan, Harding, Bradbury. I mean, on paper, that is that's five. Five kind of bits of quality, yeah. Any experience. Um, my only Ooh. worry with that is, is, is if we get injury hit, um, you know, how how do we manage that situation? Um, I mean, the interesting thing is Thomas. You know, we spent the whole season wondering why <laughs> why he wasn't getting picked, and then he's been, you know, he's, he seems to have been re-signed. And we don't quite know what the thing is with Thomas. Like we know we we know we we all love him. We know what he does, mm. but maybe Pat just sees he's a you know he's a horses for courses sort of player that brings in for certain games. Um, but now Jeffries has gone, who I don't think by the sounds of it, we wanted him to leave, didn't no, we? So, no so maybe, you know, there's been a rethink and, a, and maybe a bit of a appeasement with Dan Thomas, maybe a little chat about, OK, you know, this is what we want you to do. Because, you know, he got treated pretty badly. He got sent to Scarlet's, didn't he, on a yeah. try before you buy. And everyone yeah. knows that's what it was. And then they yeah. didn't want him and he comes back again. And, you know, he's not a... And I, you know, maybe he's a, someone that raised an eyebrow at certain things and has been punished for it. But maybe now his punishment is done. I think to see a rejuvenated Dan Thomas could be a big thing. He's not going to be playing for Wales, we know that. And also, I mean, so, we're, we're only speculating on raising an eyebrow. Maybe, yeah, yeah we are. We, well, that's all we can if, do. If that was what yeah. happened, then I think it was it was yeah. justified. And I think, I mean, actually, you want leaders to, to yeah. step out and, and sometimes go against the green. I mean, Jake Heenan, we know what he does. He is our kind of... Makes great coffee. He's a squad guy. <laughs> he's a great guy. He makes great coffee. Nice uh, nice column in 24-7. But, yeah, I just worry that, you know, Steve Lewatour is was a, you know, out for a long time with injury at the beginning of the season. It's, it's a difficult position. It's a hard position, isn't yeah. it? And 
we'll just see how you know we may have to end up getting I, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up getting some injury cover on back row from some somewhere um or, or the academy are gonna have yeah, to or the yeah. academy stepping yeah. up because yeah. this is the point i mean we've you know we're now what we kind of three seasons maybe more into this whole building the academy from nothing essentially with the high performance center with the alignment mm. we've got to start seeing some of these boys coming up and they, I mean they are starting we know that but we you know in crucial positions but but when you think that those five senior back row players three of them have got to play every week yeah, uh, yeah, one on the bench yeah, yeah. it, it I mean, doesn't take that, a lot of injuries does yeah. it uh, we know that Chris Mui can let, step, it, step in there as well if necessary but, we but, never... but we're not blessed in the <laughs> no, second row are we <laughs> yeah I know I think anyway let's move on so scrum offs scrum offs I'm happy with that I mean I know we've had our scrum off issues and I think that was more you know, out of the blue rather than react, you know, the kind of regular thing. I mean, I think I thought Marmion's a good signing. He's yeah. a, he's Caesar's not going to get picked for Ireland, but he's played international level. He's an operator, so he'll cover probably for Randall if he's if he's away or injured. Um, I mean, I think Randall is an out. There's a good. There's got to be a chance that he's got to be in the running for the World Cup. I would have mm. thought the way he's played at the end of the season. I think he's looked yeah. he's looked good enough to. I mean, come on. No offense to Jack Van Portfleet, but. Harry Randall and Alex Mitchell mm. are what I would consider to be quality scrum halves. And Jack JVP's good, but he's not. He's not like the best. Anyway, move on. Um, Wollstone Home, you know, you know, he's, he sounds like a great signing, as in it. You know, he will step up. And Lennon, we saw him play that one time at the Rec, yeah. or we saw it on telly, and he looked quality. He and he's a young bloke, so you know, with a, a thinned out squad, you know, you can only really go with what you can go. Yeah. And then, do I, am I am I going on to fly off? Yeah. I mean, this is a slight concern, isn't it? We've got two, We've got but we, two. we have got Jimmy Williams to step in. Um, we've potentially got Max Malins as well, but Max Malins, I guess, made it quite clear he he's really wants to play fullback, but we know we've got that as a backup. Yeah. I don't know, really. I mean, I think McGinty had a bit of a... He had a difficult start to the season, didn't he? He, he was away with USA, had a few dodgy games. He, he missed that kick against Leicester, and we felt that dented his confidence a bit because he, he gave did, up the yeah. kick in. But he's he's come back and played Absolutely. really well. Now, how many more hard games are there in AJ's body? At least a season. Oh. I, I would, to be honest, I'd expect him to be playing quite regularly and then being rotated out for recovery in certain yeah. strategic times. And I hate to say this, but I just think Callum will probably be the understudy. Yeah. And I think if we've got to seriously make some sort of assault on the Premiership next year, we've got to stick with a fly half that makes that half break manages the game a little Agreed. bit better and yeah. I hate saying it I hate nice. saying it yeah. but I think yeah. it's a, but I'm glad you know Sheedy we know is a club man he's 151 appearances for Bristol you know he's never going to not try his best and I'm not even going to use that word that I know Callum Sheedy possesses for the club but he will try his best and mm -hmm. show it yeah Am I, is that it now? That's it for you. We we'll move over to Lee for the uh, centres, wings, and fullbacks. So we've got uh, the much maligned Piers O'Connor, haven't we? 120 appearances. Um, you know, obviously, we all know what what Piers can do. I mean, I think we we're all aware that he does need someone outside of him with a bit of bulk to to be able to probably use him to the best of his ability, um, but. You know, there was speculation again, wasn't there? Like, obviously, we weren't quite sure what was happening with him um, at one point. Jimmy Williams, we've we've already mentioned, he's just, you know, the guy's made for the role, isn't he? Um, 
Uh, we've got the new boy whose uh, surname is it? Ravuvu. Ravuvu. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Kalavashi Ravuvu. Which is obviously, you know, uh, this is going to be the guy who's going to step in and hopefully be the be the superstar for us next season. We um, need him to be. I'm worried that he's a bit raw. Yeah, we need him to be the polished point. side of raw yeah. rather than the, <laughs> yeah. the kind of rough, ruggedy side rough, of raw. Rough diamond. And I mean, yeah. you know, it's great seeing stuff on YouTube smashing through. But you know, that's super rugby. We're talking about what about the, the about proverbial, sale, the proverbial we? wet Friday night in, in sale? That's <laughs> quite worrying. And, and we've yeah. already had Siva, haven't we, in a very similar situation, yeah. you know. So it's but you know, let's hope. Let's hope he is a unit. Let's yeah. he is a unit. Let's hope he's the, the unit that you know he's, he's gonna he, to he'll be. be stepped in, in in time for the season. Um and then uh, Pete's mate Harry Ashur. Um what is he like, mate? So, well, I mean, you obviously bigged him up quite Clifton a little bit. College boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again... Well, it should be more Miles' uh, mate than Clifton College. <laughs> yeah. No, no that's Eton. Oh, that's Eton, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even Clifton College, yeah. yeah. But again, but another youngster with talent. It worries yeah. me, though, that, you know, again, yeah. stating the bleeding obvious, two, two, of them have got, two of them have got to play every week yeah. and yeah. probably mm. going to want one of them on the bench. Yeah. You know, sure. an injury, one or two injuries, and all of a sudden, I think the centre looks really. I mean, that's a worry. Jack Bates can is. play thirteen. He has played yeah. thirteen yeah, as yeah, well yeah. and played well there. But yeah, you're right. I mean, we could throw we could throw Bates in. I mean, I've just got him down here as a as a wing, but mm. you know, he he has played centre quite mm. a bit, hasn't he? Well, the other one as well we got to remember is Joe Jenkins, who's still listed mm. in the academy. Yes. And obviously has played some games. Yeah, that's looks, right. Looks good. Yeah, but has also been prone to a few injuries as yeah. well. So. And, and again, you know, the, we're talking about throwing youngsters in here and into you know, the bear pit. It, yeah, and it's you know, I think. We've got to be very careful. We, you know, we've had awful, what, two seasons of injuries, haven't we? Yes. We've had some shocking injuries, and yeah, centre does worry me. Tony, I'd, I'd definitely agree with you on that. That's that's the centres anyway. And if, if we throw Bates in with that, um, obviously fullbacks, we we've got. What about the wings? Oh, the wings. Okay, so but when we've got Siva now, is Siva the finished article now? <laughs> no. I, I can't see us getting close. Getting close. No. I thought he, I've been impressed with this coming back. We were worried that he might do something stupid yeah. again, and I think he's consolidated quite well. I think so. I mean, I think we've we've probably perhaps fine tuned him yeah. almost as much as he can now. To be um, a little critical, you know, and we can. Of course, you can, Miles. He hasn't still quite got the rugby union nous, in my opinion. Um, he still looks a little bit lost in position. But that's a, maybe that's a coaching error. Yeah, that's uh, a fair point. To be fair point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. He, Sometimes you look lost in that yeah, position. Yeah, yeah, Miles, in the pod. <laughs> so this is true. Yeah, and do, you no, criticise no, me, no, no. so it's yeah. a fair point. I think it's a fair point. <laughs> no, it's so, a fair but, you know, point. hopefully he'll uh, find, yeah. improve. And yeah, then, I think it's a good point. Obviously, we, we have got Jack Bates, who can play there all centre. We've got... Ebertui, uh, I think it's been class all season, but again, you know, it's, it's stickier hands. Could, yeah, because you know, learn to catch. Attacking wise, he gives us a lot of options defensively. You know, we have had a few hiccups. We've got um, Diego Bailey, haven't we? I bet we Tesco Express. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, though, it's, it's another youngster with massive talent, 
but we still, you know, he's already he's, had he one bad injury. Time. He needs game time. He needs a runner yeah. games, doesn't he? Yeah, runner um, games. And you think, you know, at the start of the season, how many wingers and wing options that we yeah. had. Yeah. Actually, when you look, again, state the bleeding obvious, mm. there's four yeah. names there listed in winged on yeah. the retain list. Two mm. of them have got to play every week. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what do we say? How many games is a run of games? Are we saying five in a row? Yeah, it's got to be, hasn't it? It's, 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 multiples of five. Yeah. I mean, then again, you, we, we go to the fullbacks, and we've got Max Malins, who I think we'll all agree, if he's if he's injury freeze, he's the number one fullback in the club. Um, Rich Lane, who has performed admirably, hasn't he? In yes. sixteen appearances, but worryingly and, injured. Yes, again, and it just follows on. I'm looking at Noah Heward as well. Another kid who's had a bad injury you know and it's you know the, so the more you go so who's going to start that, you know when makes Max is at the World Cup yeah Rory isn't well, Rich it? Lane hopefully I mean what makes it makes me obviously looking at this list and we've been talking about this and it's just made me think yeah, will we change our game plan a little bit to try and is it possible to have a game plan to try and avoid injuries in other words <laughs> like avoiding too much blooming contact well, is when the you, problem but you know it's like if you try and avoid injury that's the yeah. worst but time no, but what I mean is like you know we, we've kind of we've talked about the fact we've, we've gone a bit more pragmatic the last couple of seasons and mm. trying to punch through the lines and not get anywhere whereas when we started we are flinging it around for the 22 and you're mm. basically trying to get away from contact well, and I wonder whether this would be like will we that? see a bit of a, a an expansive game I, because I it's think we have practical. to yeah. because we haven't got the players to punch no. those holes no but no. also we can't afford We've... them to get mullered every yeah. week and yeah. that if you're coming up against Sale you want to avoid running into them mm. I mean, this is why we've got a few you know what we didn't really understand the other week is like we kept kept sending Marcus Bradbury over the top. Yeah. You know, it's like, and he was getting smashed. Magnus Bradbury. Mark, did I say Marcus? <laughs> so I just, it just really struck me talking about it. I wonder whether we will see a refreshed I don't, don't non-contact game plan, like, a, like start playing like sevens again. Don't think you can, really. Mm. I don't think you, you can. Could, you, no. could, you, could, you don't have to go into contact all the time. You can kick well, it. It you depends can, who you're playing and what. Yeah, what, but, you what got, yeah but you don't. I mean, but. It's a worry. It's injuries. Yeah, but, but, but I'm sure every every squad. <clears throat> I mean, I haven't really studied the squads that have been published, but they're all going to be cutting out players and oh, yeah. be a lot thinner than mm. uh, they have so been maybe, in the past. Yeah. I think you know this is going to throw up some huge opportunities for for the academy mm. lads, the senior academy lads. I, I do yeah. believe that it's going to be the teams that have the best academy lads coming through that are mm. going to start progressing mm. in the next year or two. Like Leicester, mm. but. All the more reason, everything we've just talked about, all the more reason, Adge plays fly yeah. off for me. Need a, we, need a, yeah. we need a conductor, don't we? We yes, need a, yeah. an experienced magician. You look at Ford at Sale, yeah. you look at uh, Pollard now uh, yeah, at Leicester, Leicester. Yeah. You, you, you look at Farrell, as he's always done at Saracens, yeah. Marcus Smith, you know, they're in and they play whenever they're available. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. It's got, it's got, to, be, got to be Adge. Okay, well, this we're, we're on for a, a bumper edition, as we promised. Uh, yeah, we still, promise got, it. still got a few things to talk about. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts. There's been a couple of coaching changes as well. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, Dave Walder come in, uh, senior backs and attack coach, and Chris Morgan, assistant forward coach. Now, Pete, let me come to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bits, were you surprised to see quite so many changes in the back uh, in the back office? No, no. I think I think everybody could see that 
something there needed to be a refresh, a reboot. Press F five, mm. and uh, I think it's inevitable because we've had two years of things kind of not quite going. Now you know it's a lot. I know there's been a, stout, yeah, a lot yeah. of people have yeah. And we're not going to get into this debate now. A lot of people have said Pat's got to go. Yeah, Pat go, Pat stay, whatever. I actually think that they've done this. The other, the other option is that you know he is the leader. He is the man who set the template. You've got to give. You can't take. If you take that away, then then the whole thing falls apart. So the the obvious thing is okay. Let's refresh underneath. Dave Walder, very experienced player. You know, was a, a back. I like that. You know, he's he's a proper. It sounds like we have now an attack coach. Is someone we know played as a fly half you know in his pomp so we may start you know we talked about the attack getting a bit kind of stale yeah, Pat kind of did it Conor McPhillips does it a bit so I think that's a good move do you know what can I just sorry to buy yeah. in the thing I like about Walder as well is that he does know Pat yeah. from Newcastle yeah, days, yeah, of course, yeah. but he was remember this guy was put on guard in the league because he he, he kicked up the near back Falcons selling their best players mm. So what I like about Walder is that I think this is going to be a guy who won't be afraid to say to Pat if he's not happy with something. Yeah, I agree. And I do believe, and this is not knocking any of the coaches that have have left, but I do believe that we did hit a patch there where people were scared almost to say anything to Pat, to upset, to rock the boat. And I do believe that Walder would be the type yeah. of guy to come in and he's got authority, not upset yeah. the apple cart. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That, that that's my that was going to be my secondary question. Really, are we getting two new coaches in? But actually, it's still going to be completely dominated by well, Pat, and they're going to they're well, have can to be, can can it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or or are people going to come in that he respects? And I think Walder is one of them. Yeah. And will challenge and maybe things will adapt. Because mm. if it's the former rather than the latter, we're in the we, same we, boat. We're yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think the Bristol, Chris Morgan's Bristol, Mark Irish promoted. I think we've, I like the fact that we've got this kind of Bristolian like grunt now mm. in the forwards. And I, and I do, and I think Mark Irish is not somebody who's going to be a yes man yeah, necessarily. And he's now got, and I, I think Pat, I, I like, because we sense there was a bit of hierarchy, flattening through the season didn't we and, yeah and uh i just you know i think we've got to give credit i think we've got to be positive about this and say maybe you know there has been a reflection about the way the structure works behind the scenes and you know that there needs to be some changes and slightly different i mean jordan um crane is obviously still defense, here coach, defense coach. And, and well, and although we shipped a few points here and there i think our defense has been better this season in Generally, mm. and I think we've we've had moments we'll, where we clearly know. So I, I think that's that. good, and he's a, you know, I think he's an asset clearly. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing. I think both of these these signings are good. I and mean, ultimately, you've got to have a head of chief, haven't you? A, a yeah, chief, yeah, you know, yeah, head of staff, yeah, headmaster. But then underneath that, you you do need the people, like you've said, to him, You do need the people. You've got to give them the men. If you're employing these people, mm. you've got to let them do the job yeah. that they're employed to do. And if that means upsetting the apple cart at, you know at times mm. that's what has to happen well think about where that Muldoon and Connor Phillips they followed Lamb from Connacht didn't they yeah uh, and maybe that is a reason why along with the, the top man things became a bit stale uh, and you're right I think we need new ideas Mike Irish I think has been patted you know on the back and said that's your senior forwards coach Chris Morgan coming in uh, and I think Dave Warder hopefully, as you say, will be a brilliant addition yeah. to really give us a maybe plan B or even a C 
in our attacking style yeah, where things are graphics one. Yeah, yeah. Kind of going a right. fresh, a fresh yeah. and, and, yeah. and we presume we're keeping Dave Aldridge as kicking coach again, aren't we? I mean, yeah. that's an interest. I, I think that's time for discussion for another time. Yeah, well. I find absolutely. that an interesting situation. We've not come on leaps and bounds. No, no. And like what you know, he kind of is there. One of my mates, Mark Newell, big friend of the pod. He mentioned this about how he's kind of always there in huddles and stuff like that. And you wonder whether he's there as a as a kind of guru as well as a kicking coach. And but if he is, what what impacts is that that has? Mm. It, it hasn't appeared. Like you know, I wonder whether we need a sports psychologist. Can say that. Yeah. Swap him out yeah. for a damn like good a proper, psychologist. Like, and I don't necessarily like the guy, but I've got to respect him more recently. And Alex Anderson, when he speaks, I just hate when he's interviewed. But. He's was very when they beat us, Sale. He said he got they were so focused, they knew they needed yeah. to win that game again at their at the gate, and they knew the challenge. And he got like it was all about mentality, and it was all about you know, and he got people in. And he's quite an innovative guy. And mm. I just thought I quite like that from him. Mm. And he admitted that he fact you know when he came as DOR, he, he it was a nightmare because he was trying to do everything, and he realised that you can't do everything, which is our problem sometimes. Mm. We've said about our DOR and. Mm. I just think, I don't know. So now it's discussion it's another a, time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fair yeah. Fair okay. enough. Let's move on. As uh, just a couple of things before I want to get your each of you. I'll come to each of you in turn and um, ask about your your thoughts about next season. <laughs> maybe how you, how you think it might pan out. But before that, Miles, I'm going to ask you uh, a question because, like all of us, you work hard. You know, you have a day off every now and again. When you have a day off, do you think what I really want to do is pack the speedos into a transit and head down to the uh, the sea lake at Clevedon and jump in there and then make a roaring fire with a little bag of wood that you bought K- from the kindling, kindling. kindling from the services. Uh, and we're talking uh, about and, and, and film the event as well. And film the event. And yeah. put it on Bears TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for people who haven't seen it, this is the Harry Facker film. You've got to watch it. That, uh, this a, is a, a like... top, top quality uh, professional sportsman on his day off goes goes and. I mean, this is know. like. Well, I tell you what. One of my, you know, as we, I think we know this, don't we? We've we've we've. It's been sold to us that Thacker is a bit of a surfing fan, isn't he? He's got long hair, and you know. The beginning of the day, he jumps in his VW Transit and you think, good lad, he's heading down to Devon or maybe South <laughs> Wales for a surf with his mates. Did VW uh, make transits? I don't know. the camper van, sorry. Anyway, and one of my favourite films of all time is a film by John Millis. It's called Big Wednesday. And uh, it starts, a classic, and it starts, I thought like, yeah, Thax is heading down to the coast, we're going to see some waves. Past a few static caravans, yeah, could could still have been Devon, couldn't it? Yeah. And lo and behold, he cut right, and we're at we're at Scalithan Sea Lake, Marine Lake, Marine, Marine Lake. Lake yeah, sorry, yeah. Marine Lake. Sun shining, highest tide I've ever seen on that, and like I've never seen it before. It's a top over tide. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and lo and behold, he meets his some of his best mates in the club down in their speedos. Really, there was one speedo. One speedo. Holmesy. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it is quality video. I mean, what you didn't see is all the other wild swimmers who weren't allowed to go into the lake. They're all queuing up in the park because they were filming it. And this is all the sort of, you know, some sort of nice sort of light guitar, light guitar music in the background. Bit of soft soft focus, really. I like it. It's not the way I thought the video would have panned out at the start. I I thought I was going to see Thacker shredding waves down on on, on a big, big day in Fishbowl. Absolutely. Not, 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 not a Cleveland Sea Lake. big wave in, in, in East of Compton as well. I, I mean, I kind of, you go down, the, you go down the, 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 the beach with your mates. You know, in Australia, you chuck some like, lobsters on the barbie. What do they put on their little fire pit? Nothing! What, what, nothing I, boy, you're missing the point. The point was that <laughs> Harry was talking about how he loves the, the area, how he loves Bristol. Agreed. And I, and I think Agreed. this is part of the whole site. And that was what I got out of it. Was the speedo? Obviously, was the first thing I got out of it. I, I like the fact he loved the kid. He like I want my kids to come to. I, I loved it, Miles. And the fact, but one thing I was in, I found interesting was the his mates that he had, Williams, big Jimmy Williams, yeah. big Ed Holmes, Brody, yeah. Piers O'Connor. Little, they are the kind and you of, forgot to set their alarm it turned up late it was, who was it Magnus Magnus it's like the little D of E group isn't it like, uh, <laughs> like the D of E group they got a little I quite like that uh, Dan Thomas was there as well Dan yeah, Thomas was there that's right, I, yeah. I quite like that the Duchess but, said to me I've, if I ever see anyone out buff down Clevedon Marine like ever again I'm going to be there every day she needs to like get she needs to have a word with herself I, I did that I started watching it and I thought it was um, it was like uh, reading Jack Kerouac on the road again <laughs> last week here we go where is this going and uh, tell off slightly anyway, anyway on, let's, let, let's move on because uh, it must be nearly midnight now um, okay so let's let's round it up I'm going to come to each of you in turn uh, and your your thoughts for next season as in kind of where you you see us finishing um in the league and how things are going to pan out obviously we're we're about an hour and a half into this podcast so it's going to have to be fairly succinct yeah so i'm going to come to lee first right seeing i've already been accused of being too negative over the last month or two um, I'd like to just say now, if I have seemed negative, it's, it's, it has been because of what we've seen on the field, right? It's, I still love the club. I always will love the club, and that's without doubt. But I'd, like, I'd also like to think I'm realistic. And I think next season, we've already just gone through the squad. And I, I, I do take your point, Tony, that all the teams will trim players they have to. But... It just worries me that the injury list we were, were so threadbare in a lot of areas, and I think next season is going to be tough. I think it really is going to be tough, and I think we're going to be almost on a parity to where we've been this season. Yeah. So if there, are, and let's hope there are eleven teams in the league next yeah. season. You, you see us pretty much same place. Yeah, I see. Again, we we could be, you know, not that far away from eighth, but then also we could be, you know, struggling at the bottom as well. So I I, I honestly can't see us finishing above eighth place. Okay, Miles, blimey. Um, uh, I I sort of agree. I think I might have predicted seventh this season at the end of last year, and we finished below that. Uh, and that's with the quality of the players we've got and the superstars that we've got. 
the, the, the squad has been trimmed. Understandably, the salary cap has gone down to five million. Uh, you look at poor Chiefs, they're losing tons of players abroad. Um, and it's going to be very tough. Um, you know, I don't... I don't really see us finishing much above where we are this season. So, you know, we had some lucky games, didn't we, during the COVID season? Unlucky this time. Um, but yeah, around about eighth, I'm a bit gloomy, but that's what I think. And for you, Pete? I just think we've got to be a top six club. We have to be a top six club. We've got to start seeing the trend towards that. It has to start next season. It's not necessarily a given at all, but, you know, look at what we've got. We've got massive stadium, massive fan base, massive pockets in our owner. We've got to get back up there. So I'm very, very disappointed it's get, if we're not anything but top six next year. But I know it's going to be very, very difficult. Almost in, maybe I'm being unrealistic. It's impossible, but that has to be our... Mm. We can't, we're not, a, we can't be an eight we or a nine We shouldn't be. We're not, we, we, just with what we've got. You know, we've invested, Steve Lanz has invested money in everything. We need that. We need the infrastructure is superb. The fan base is big. Uh, you know, we need to match that now. What, what we need and where, where we think we'll be. Well, exactly. Like, yeah. But two, I mean, somehow that, that's what they have to get in their minds. So, like, talk oh. about passion. Let's get this boy back in the, the room. That's what passion is. They've got to, like, every day those players have got to wake up next year and say, we've got to be top six, we've got to do whatever to get there because we have to be and somebody's got to instill that into them it's not good enough and this is what worries me sometimes it's it's like is it too easy sometimes you know pay it's like Dave Atwood in his interview said you know they've got to do stuff they've got to be out there they've got to, they've got to live and breathe mm. the whole project mm. Mm. well I, I I kind of I'm going to be with Lee and Miles I, I can't see with the the players that we've lost and the players that are coming in that we're we're, we're and 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 the overall size of the squad, we we are going to be weaker. I think the World Cup, although that might not affect Premiership games, but you know, Genge, Sinclair, possibly Harry Randall, Bradbury, we don't know. Maylins, you would imagine, would go. Luatua called up for Samoa, will mm-hmm. probably go. Vui will will go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I know all clubs will have that, but looking at that squad. It's all going to be how the academy players, for me, fit in because they're going to have to have a massive role next season to come in at the start of the season to cover uh, as as we go along. I, I honestly can't see us being any higher than eighth. I think Bath will probably challenge for top four next season. Great. I think they're getting their, their game together. Yeah. And without looking at the squads... You know, I, I don't see those teams above us getting any any worse, particularly. Yeah. Um, you know, it's sad to say, thank goodness we got Newcastle because that's the one team you think are really going to struggle. Who knows what will happen with London Irish? But with a 10-team uh, premiership, allegedly just around mm-hmm. the corner, mm. you know, the one thing that absolutely we need to make sure is... That we're in it. We're we're in it, mm. and if they're saying mm. whoever finishes bottom isn't in it next mm. season, we have to make sure we are nowhere near the bottom. Yeah, um, and and that's when we're going to find out. You know, when the pressure really hits, the tough decisions do need to be made. And then let's hope we don't get to that point. But you know, it's it's. I think we'd all agree we'd like to be well, more optimistic. Yeah. But you know, like I say, mm. at the moment, 
seemed very, Probably very... Gloucester fans fun. are having a similar conversation to us, aren't they, mm. this season? I mean, where has their season gone? Yeah. So promising. It's intensity, isn't it? This is yeah. what we need. And this is what we've lacked at key moments and yeah. times. Yeah. Let's move on. But hey, we might go hey. on. The, we might hey. win the Challenge Cup. Well, one thing we do want is... is to get our identity back, yeah. mm-hmm. and we want to we want to cut out the mistakes. We, we can't be talking about season no, I can't be mistakes and individual games again. Five, six, seven, no. eight, nine, ten penalties. No. Can we again? Well, gentlemen, another season has gone by. This is our fourth season of the Jeez. podcast, episode one hundred and forty-two. Uh, that is it for, for this year. So if you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review or rating for us on your podcast platform. You can also contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at bearsbeyondgate. And on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Um, I just want to say a big thank you to all the listeners that we have. Yeah. Uh, the wonderful comments that we get at the game or through email, on social media. It means so much to us. We love talking about rugby. We love we love going and supporting the Bears. But uh, actually to hear that uh, we uh, we play a, a little part in lots of people's lives and, uh, and actually the fact that this podcast was a week late, we had <laughs> loads of people say, where is it? Come on. You know, we've, we've been waiting for it. So uh, Now we're humbled, aren't we? By, yeah, by, by all the listeners. Absolutely. And uh, we hope you enjoy this bumper edition i think we're nearly uh, uh, an hour and 40 minutes Ooh. but uh, there we are you don't have to listen to it all at once <laughs> um we we will be taking a break now over the summer um and who knows there might might be an odd one if uh, if there's some big developments in the club but if not oh. Um, it'll be pre-season uh, just before the season starts again and obviously it's a World Cup year so again a big thank you to all our listeners until next season goodbye stay lucky and come on Briz. Bears.